Welcome to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Finks. And we're back, man. Episode 283. Yes, sir. All right, before we start this podcast, I want to preface a few things. One of those is I, I am kind of sick. So if you hear my voice sound a little weird, I am sick. Okay. Um, also, I, I want to apologize to Keith uh, because I farted really bad before the oh podcast. My gosh. Yeah. And his nose started bleeding. So I want to yeah. formally apologize. <laughs> I got a nosebleed. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, Keith uh, Keith stormed out. He gave his therapist a call after I did that. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. It was, yeah, it was the worst. The yeah. worst smell I've ever smelled. It, it had a, it smelled so bad it had a sound effect. <laughs> it's like, womp, womp, womp. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get right into it, man. Uh, man, sniffing butts at Barnes & Noble. I oh, speaking of farts. Yeah, I know this guy was sniffing ass. Try to, he probably trying to get a, get a whiff. <laughs> All right, Barnes & Noble sniffer, man sniffing women in stores released despite history. A California man caught on a viral TikTok sniffing women's butts at a Barnes & Noble was arrested last week. But he's already back in the streets despite a lengthy criminal record. The dis- disturbing clip made the rounds online last week. The man who law enforcement sources believe is 36-year-old Khalees Karan Crowder is seen going up to women from behind and allegedly sniffing them. According uh, to online records, Crowder was arrested last week for what appears to be a separate misdemeanor incident in Glendale. He was released a few days later. He looked like he sniffed butts. This guy's yeah, they look weird. I want you guys to stop right now and look this story up. This guy's ears are fucking insane. Yeah. His, his ears look like Doritos chips. Look at this <laughs> shit. You see that? Yeah. Yeah, it looked like unsalted, cheesy Dorito ears. It's fucking weird. That's crazy. He could probably hear her butt cheeks swishing together when she walked through Barnes and Noble. He could hear the little microaggression farts. He's <laughs> like, like, oh my god, oh. <laughs> that's, that's some crazy. weird kink. But see, here's the thing: we may be laughing about this shit, right? But let's be clear: this is sick, man. Yeah, and, and a, a guy like this may have the ability of being like a serial rapist. Like this is some shit that's serious. Yeah. What I would advise women to do. Sometimes women be just living life on autopilot. Like sometimes you don't have a sense, like you don't have a sensor for the dangers around you. But I would ask you to be like hyper vigilant when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to look around, make sure you know, you know, whatever's going on. And fellas, I, I would uh, also tell you if you see a man doing weird things around women, to call him out. Say, hey man, what are you doing? Like I'm not gonna look at a guy sniffing butt and say. Oh, that guy's weird, and just walk off. Like if you're sniffing butt, I'm I'm gonna call you out. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna call you out, and, and then you know, tell the girl like, "Hey, this this guy's this guy's sniffing your behind." Yeah, you know. That's. I, I wonder if it smelled good. I don't know, man. I don't the know because he, he he doubled back. He he went and smelled another booty too. Yeah, I don't know. Women be having different smells, man. Mm-hmm. You know, some women don't be they don't stink, but they got like they own like. That's like a stench. They got their own. No, not a stench. Just a like, stench is just, it don't mean it's bad. A stench is just a smell. I guess, but stench is usually has a negative connotation. I guess. Like sometimes pussy just smell like liquids. Mm. Like if they have like a bunch of vitamins or something, you can smell it. Yeah. I uh I ate some asparagus the other day. And oh yeah. Lord. Yeah, my pee was it was it had that stench. shit was pungent like <laughs> bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was bad yeah, like for a, a few days supposedly uh what we eat as men and women can change the taste of our uh juices <laughs> i guess if women eat a lot of fruit and stuff and then you 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 going down on them you could taste it uh, yeah that's what i heard I, I one time um i've experienced like a co- like a coffee taste 
Oh, shit. Yeah. Got my little caffeine fix once upon a time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did she have some creamer in there? (laughs) (laughs) Gotta have a creamer. Gotta have a creamer. Two sugars. Yeah, a fucking venti size (laughs) creamer in there. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) You imagine girls that eat a bunch of hot Cheetos all day? Damn, that's nasty. You go down there and you got some hot and spicy lime (laughs) hot Cheetos. Flaming hots. You go down there and taste Takis. <laughs> you like, you had nacho fries. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to the the, the matter at hand. Yeah, yeah. this guy's this guy's a weirdo, mm-hmm. and he and just looking at him, he looks like he sniffs butts. Yeah, he looked like mental illness. Yeah, yeah, you got to watch these guys, ladies. I know because I know women talk about the dangers and how they don't feel safe. But I've also been around women and women do things like they'll be blocking someone in an aisle or something and not know they're doing it. And you got to like, hey, babe, move. You know, hey, somebody's trying to get by or whatever the mm-hmm. case. Just sometimes women don't tend to catch certain stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say you guys aren't completely aware, but sometimes you got blind spots. Mm-hmm. You need to know where every when you go into a building, you need to know where every exit is in that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Every exit. You need to know if some shit pop off, how fast can I get out that front door? Mm-hmm. You know, if a dude is following me, how can I get rid of him? Yeah. Right? Like if the dude is sniffing butts, right? Let's say she gets in her car, he gets in his car, he's following her. Drive to the police station. Yeah. That, that motherfucker will leave you alone. But he might be a savage and try to sniff your butt at the police station. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. You know what be fucked up? What if the cop come out now? He's sniffing your butt. <laughs> You're like, I can't trust men anymore. <laughs> you have the right to remain silent. <laughs> You're sniffing her booty. She's like, oh my god. <laughs> He's actually kind of hot. <laughs> I don't mind him. <laughs> yeah, she did the right thing though. I think uh, I don't know what, what I don't know what the aftermath was of um, you know um, her telling the the employee at uh, Barnes and Noble. It's a multiple offender, man. Yeah, but I think she did the right thing because um, there are times where, you know, women feel like for whatever reason, they just don't communicate, you know, cer- certain things like that. Or they don't communicate that the, the weird behavior of, of guys right. in, in certain spaces. So, right. uh, you know, I commend her for actually saying that and, you know, putting it putting it on like even recording a whole or documenting the whole thing, because now, you know, he has a, a very familiar face. So if you see him, if anybody else sees him in any other capacity, you know, that. They, they'll be aware and they'll be, you know, mindful and be able to protect themselves. Cause, yeah. Yeah. I think, ladies, I think I think that even though there's weirdos like this that'll sniff your butt, there are also men out there who will do things, like I've done this many times, where I'll be leaving like Vons or something, right? And there'll be a girl that's putting groceries in her car. And I won't leave until she's put all her groceries in the car and then she got out. Mm-hmm. And then she drove off. Because mm-hmm. my thing is if it's late at night, and I just drive off, what if somebody comes up and tries to mug her or something? Yeah. It's not going to take me no more than a minute or two to just sit there, have, turn my high beams on, and then once she gets in the car, I could drive off. Mm-hmm. Just because it's a it's a um, a courtesy, you know? Mm-hmm. Man, that rain is tapping hard as a motherfucker. Yeah, it's on the AC. Hurricane Hillary Clinton is fucking coming. <laughs> yeah, with the hot sauce. What that's crazy. What if fucking uh Hurricane Hillary Clinton came and this a bunch of fucking printed emails start flying everywhere? <laughs> like, oh my god, it's a fucking email hurricane. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, man. Crazy. 
Yeah, not a whole lot else to say about that story. Yes, the booty sniffer. I, I would just, you know, once again. Um, oh, also the guy got out, so that's the part of the story that's not cool. Mm-hmm. Let me. Re- but he got—he didn't get arrested for that. He got arrested no. for something else. With shocking, the record show Crowder has a very long list of arrests over the years, but was let go relatively quickly after the August arrest. Our sources say Burbank PD is currently working on handling over its findings regarding an investigation of Barnes & Noble's sniffing ordeal to the DA, but no charges for that incident have been filed against Crowder as of now. So yeah. this guy this guy is the booty-sniffing bandit, and this guy... Is he like a decent <clears throat> dude, or is he like, is he homeless? I don't know. It doesn't matter what he is. If it, like he's a piece of shit. He's yeah, man, I know it does. I, it does. But what I'm saying, it does matter because if he's just kind of like aloof and he's out here just with you know walking around with mental illness, like uh, you know those kind of people kind of float around yeah. Barnes and Nobles and spaces like that. Right. But if he's like a a person that got like a life and a job and stuff like that, that makes it ten times worse. That's true because you have the resources to do normal people shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't have to sniff asses. Yeah, it's like yeah, you could go see a movie or something. I'm sure there's women that will love his fucking Dorito shaped ears. <laughs> like yeah. that babe, it reminds me of Doritos. You need to. That's he need crazy. to find a woman. He needs to find a woman that will let him sniff butt for the rest of his life. Yeah, he should just sit inside of a liquor store and be like, and sit right by the Dorito aisle, and then just pick, just hit on women right there. I think that I think he got turned out by his first girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I think she used to do something with her butt, and then now he came. Mm, she might have been a little bit older too. Yeah, yeah. So she had she, a, ma- she made him eat his her booty. That's probably what happened. And she was well seasoned since she was older. Yeah. So she had more fresh out the shower too. Yeah, but she had more things marinating back there. Yeah. You know, she probably ate a lot of pot roast and stuff like that, and you know, casseroles. Oh. Yeah, a lot of casseroles and green beans and stuff. You know, yeah, old people food. I wonder what like fragrances do he like? Do he like the more like the more like floral fragrances or is he more like you said like more like soul food like uh, mashed potatoes uh, stuff like that probably something uh brussels sprouts adjacent brussels sprouts that smell like just ass i mean this guy's sniffing ass yeah right so he he like the authentic ass smell he's got to man yeah this guy is living in the medieval times man <laughs> that's crazy yeah, this is this is some crazy shit. But yeah, hey, some kinky stuff right there. Yeah, all right. I don't want to be keep reiterating the same points, but ladies, make sure you watch yourself, please. Yeah, clean okay. your booty too. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter, man. If women clean their booty, this guy's gonna try to sniff it. <laughs> he's sniffing it, or he's gonna sniff it regardless. <laughs> he might. Be, you would be double embarrassed though if it stank. Nah, I don't think this guy. I think he's probably hoping that he smells. He like a little bit of like fragrance to it. Yeah, he's yeah. probably hoping that they fart or something. Yeah. He'll be like, oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, that nigga is nasty. If you see how he crept up, at first it was just kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm looking for a book in the same section as you, teen science fiction or something like that. And then all of a sudden he just like, he <laughs> said, he's just like, get on his knees and then he turned real quick and then he just take a couple, couple whiffs. And then she asked him what he doing. He said he down here tying his shoe. I'm like, come on, dog. <laughs> he was very strategic about yeah, yeah, yeah. how he did it. He has many years of butt sniffing, um, butt sniffing experience. And then he just went to the next dude. But I, I feel sorry for the girl because women do feel like super violated when it's yeah. stuff that you know. Obviously, with men and women, just because of strength and size difference and stuff like that, um, and it's, they just feel like you know, like there's nothing they can do about the situation. I feel sorry for her. 
Yeah, that's he's gonna get busted. He's gonna show his true colors one day. Yeah, like he's gonna be back there sniffing, and one of these girls is gonna let one off. No, you know what's gonna happen? It's gonna be a thick dude, but from the back, you ain't gonna be able to tell. It's like a nigga. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like a nigga with a ponytail or something like that with some long hair, and then he gonna walk up on you and try to sniff, and he gonna get snuffed out. He gonna do that, and it's gonna end up being George Foreman. <laughs> Why are you trying to sniff my booty? What are you doing back there? <laughs> Take this George Foreman grill, make a burger. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh my god! Yeah, piece of shit. All right, switching gears. Hurricane Hillary. Um, first off, uh, who's naming these hurricanes? <laughs> I've not heard a black sounding hurricane name ever in life. Are hurricanes racist? More, <laughs> more on that in a minute. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, Hurricane Hillary is coming down here. And the fucked up thing about it is it was a goddamn earthquake warning at the same time. Yeah. They trying to take us out here in California, man. Yeah. And who authorized them to send me that notification? I don't know, man. But I don't even react to this shit anymore. I'm just like, oh, earthquakes. Oh, hurricanes. Yeah. Okay. It's it's so crazy that like those, because it, it was sent from like a, the government of geology or something like that. Uh, um, meteor Meteorology. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's so crazy how they can get that mass information out to everybody. Yeah. It's, it's like, I don't know. It makes me wonder, like, what if we hacked everybody? You know how YouTube did, like, with the iPhones back in the day? Everybody was mad. They just put their album on everybody's phone. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to hack, like, something and just put our podcast on everybody's Ooh, phone. Ooh, that'll be fucking, that's the best advertisement ever yeah because they're gonna be like who the fuck is this this Everybody. is actually pretty cool yeah some people are gonna be mad like man this is stupid and then some people are gonna be like dang this is a pretty cool podcast it's gonna be one of these weird ass niggas i like sniffing butts too <laughs> i'm like nah man you gotta get out. <laughs> we ain't fucking with you man <laughs> i'm good yeah man but yeah um I, I looked up uh who's naming these things and let me see here uh 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 um, the World Meteor- Meteorological Organization. These experts assign names to tropical storms according to an approved list before the start of a hurricane season. The U.S. National Hurricane Center started this practice in the early 1950s. Uh, the New World Meteor- Meteorological Organization generates, maintains the list of hurricane names. So it was made in 1950, man. This is definitely racist. <laughs> I've not seen a Hurricane Tyrone, a Hurricane Shanika. Okay, yeah. a Hurricane Don Trail. I have not seen any black sounding hurricanes. Yeah, we need a Hurricane DeAndre. Yeah, that's what I'm like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you know they they come out with all these white hurricanes, man. We need some representation too. Mm-hmm. We tired of seeing fucking Hurricane Connor. Okay, you guys got to Connor. You guys got to step it up. Hurricane Blake. That's some of the whitest names, man. Connor. Blake, Skyler. <laughs> Skyler. <laughs> if you meet a black guy named Skyler, he's definitely biracial. <laughs> and his mom named him. Yeah. And his dad was like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Skyler Johnson. His dad's name is Deontay. <laughs> his mom's name is, uh, uh, oh, God, what's a good white girl name? Uh, uh, Ma- uh, Maggie. Maggie is a good white girl name. But they like they shorten it. He's like, hey, what's up, Maggers? What's up, Mags? What's up, Mags? <laughs> that's some high school weirdo stuff you know high school everybody be having these weird nicknames yeah yeah mags yeah that was hilarious Mm -hmm. yeah man but yeah uh let me go down here 
and click on the other link. Gavin Newsom declares state of emergency for Southern California ahead of historic Hurricane Hillary. Uh, California Gavin Newsom on Saturday proclaimed a state of emergency uh, Saturday for a large portion of Southern California as the as the state prepares for a historic hurricane expected to cause extreme rain and flooding. There are more than 7,500 boots on the ground already deployed to help protect from the impact of Hurricane Hillary, according to the release of his office. Today, Governor Gavin Newsom proclaimed a state of emergency for much of the Southern California uh, to support Hurricane Hillary response and recovery efforts as the state continues mobilizing and coordinating resources ahead of the storm's forecasted impact starting today, the release said. Uh, the storm, which may pour more than a year's worth of rain on parts of the southwest, weakened from a Category 2 storm to a Category 1 storm on Saturday night as it is advanced towards California, according to the National Hurricane Center. Uh, the storm has maximum sustained winds of 90 miles per hour. Fuck. Uh, the center said the storm has sped up and is moving faster than expected, now moving at 18 miles per hour and is uh, currently located 535 miles southwest of San Diego. Uh, Hillary, so it's right now, it's like in Mexico right now. Um, Hillary is expected to continue to weaken as it moves through northwest, through cooler waters towards Southern California. Residents of Southwest are bracing for catastrophic and life-threatening flooding as the system is expected to plummel, pummel the region as a rare tropical storm with the harshest impacts expected on Sunday into Monday. Okay, well, Hurricane Hillary, what can I say? Um, we can just hope for the best in regards to that. I, I just don't feel anything. I don't, I don't feel scared or anything. I just have this very optimistic view. I'm going to be okay. Some people are very re reactionary. When things like this happen, they're like, oh, fuck, do I have enough supplies? I don't have a fucking, I don't have a dildo. I don't have my fucking, <laughs> I don't, my makeup. I don't that's, know. That's a wild <laughs> You got your uh, emergency kit with a dildo in there. Oh, man. You remember yeah. during the pandemic, it was uh, the dude was getting mad at a bunch of people. He's getting mad at women because they went in for essential items, but they kept buying all the dildos. You don't <laughs> remember, don't remember that, that shit? Nuh-uh. You don't remember that? We talked about it on the podcast. The only thing I remember talking about is the, the truck that, well, I don't think it, it got into an accident and all the dildos was on the ground. Oh, that was another time. Yeah, but I don't remember that. Yeah, we talked about a couple dildo-related uh, uh, conversations here. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I think a dildo is a, is an essential item for women. Mm -hmm. If they stuck in the house and they trying to fuck themselves, go ahead and do it. Yeah. I'm not one to steal your pleasure. Go ahead yeah. and handle your business. Yeah, I think that's essential. To them? Yeah. I mean, it, it keeps your stress levels down and stuff like that. Yeah, man. So Hurricane Hillary. Long day at work. Come on. Yeah. So Hurricane Hillary, you could, you know, make sure you got enough water mm -hmm. and make sure you got enough battery for your sex toy. Yeah. What if it started with that? What do you like mean? Like some girl had a crazy orgasm and it just caused a hurricane. I mean, that's not, I, that's that's just so far from reality. I can't even entertain that. Yeah, it was probably in Hawaii. Somebody was just like, oh my God. So and the pussy caused like, the tsunami? <laughs> yeah. So the the from the vaginal region it caused the <laughs> rippling effect, yeah, and that caused a tsunami <laughs> yeah. to recede the ocean and completely come back, yeah. And then it was a it was a what do you call it a a domino effect because yeah. once the water receded and came back with the tsunami, then that triggered an earthquake. You know those things really happen, right? Yeah. So let me. You know what? I'm gonna rephrase. I'm gonna rephrase my statement, ladies. You need to chill out with your pussy. Okay? <laughs> stop it. The God pussy damn it. just is going crazy. Fucking stop. <laughs> 
<laughs> you need to chill out with that shit, man. You're causing earthquakes. And then we, we got a state of emergency because y'all can't calm down. Okay? I know you got guys out here sniffing ass, and that's bad. That's crazy. But y'all out here causing earthquakes. That's not right. That is crazy. That's bad. Got to get this man some help. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I haven't, we haven't seen too much going on with Hurricane Hillary out here. Um, it's been raining. Yeah, it's been raining. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's some puddles um, filling up on the side of the road and stuff. So, you know, the biggest thing, I, you know, at least in Bakersfield and the Central Valley, it's mostly just be, you know, be careful when, you, when you're driving because you, you'll mess around a hydroplane out here. Yeah. Uh, what you got to watch out for is people that try to drive like it's dry conditions. Yeah. Um, what I do is I keep my speed down. I reduce my speed by about 10 miles an hour mm-hmm. whenever it's raining. So mm-hmm. if it's a 40, I'm going about 32 mm-hmm. to 30 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. If it's a 55 zone, I'm going about 45. Mm-hmm. I do that intentionally because you can mit- you could um, mediate, not mediate, mitigate um, the, 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 uh, the risk of an accident. Yeah. You know, um, and and they say that the road is a little more slippery after like a long dry spell. So right. it's definitely important, like when it's not the rainy season, to to you know make sure you're driving a little slower. Some people be yeah. driving, especially in big old trucks. Yeah, like they be getting impatient. They'll drive around you and all kind of weird stuff. They're like <laughs> Trump twenty twenty four. That's crazy. Yeah, usually you see a big truck with uh, that's lifted over nine inches. It always got a Trump sticker on the back of it. Uh huh. Especially out here in Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. It's got one of Blue Lives Matter flags. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I'm not mad at people for supporting Trump at all. I just know that I'm not dumb enough to support Biden like that. Mm-hmm. That nigga Biden trash. Yeah. And Trump is trash. But y'all, yeah. like, they people really out here, like, that's right, Trump. Like, he got a whole laundry list of shit he about to get they in trouble for. They get indicted every day. Yeah, they got new targets. Like, he's innocent. He didn't do nothing. Like, I don't know what made, like, if Obama, first of all, I voted for Obama, but I know he wasn't without saying this nigga was bombing people every other day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I am aware enough to understand Obama is not the most peaceful guy like everybody tries to make him out to be. Mm-hmm. But they acting like Trump is like, oh my God, Trump is going to save our country. It's like, that nigga can't save himself. Yeah, he's going to be in prison. He's going he gonna to be the first president to win in prison. That nigga, Trump going to be in there giving head if he don't get himself out <laughs> of prison. <laughs> I tell you what. I'm not going to fight. I'll give head only if you do not post a video. Okay. I need commissary. Commissary. Yeah. This nigga Trump gives some bomb ass head. He got a very, very, very big penis. <laughs> <laughs> I support black penis. I support. I did so much for the black community. I did so much for the black community. I beat COVID. I beat Joe Biden. And I beat black penises. He was like, God damn. This guy's locked up doing this. Man, that nigga Trump gives some bomb here. That's a crazy statement. <laughs> and not Tiana Trump either. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how'd we get here, Keith? I don't know. <laughs> God bless America. Yeah. Dun, 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 yeah, I guess there are certain places in California that caught some of it. I guess in Bishop, there was a lot of rain. Mm-hmm. And Bishop is kind of close. It's moving through Nevada, too. Really? Yeah, it's pushing through, like, 
Southern California, like L.A., San Diego, and then it's going straight into the southern uh, part of Nevada. So, oh. yeah, it's going pretty. It's going pretty crazy. I wonder if it's going to pull through the Central Valley. It looks like it's um, it's like it'll like we just catch the remnants of it, but I don't yeah. know about the heart of the hurricane. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think we catch the heart of it. I think it's gonna it's gonna rip through there and mm-hmm. go up towards towards the Bishop area, towards fucking Mammoth and all that. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully it is just it just kind of fizzles out after. after yeah, because I would advise people like if you don't have somewhere to go, like if you don't have somewhere that's like life or death, stay in the house. Because truth be told, um, there is a possibility of extreme horrible what, road conditions in addition to mudslides. And mm-hmm. I remember there was a mudslide so bad in 2015. I remember I was doing work out in Barstow, right? And we were um, – we had about, fuck, we had about 75 trucks in Barstow. We were hauling dirt at the time to extend the Highway 58. And they told us, hey, we got a big storm coming in. All you guys got to go back to Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. All right, Because we did a, we worked a week out there, and then we came back on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And we came back early, and I watched the news, and a couple things happened. One of them, about 15 trucks flipped over mm-hmm. on Highway 58. Like trucks literally fucking flipped over. How, what, for from the wind. From the wind. Damn. Yeah. That was one time. Another time right there on Highway 58 near the scales, uh, the scales headed east, it was a horrible fucking mudslide. The mudslide was so bad that all the cars got stuck. Damn. All the cars got stuck. They were stuck like that for a while, and no one could pass through there for weeks. Mm-hmm. They had to get all that mud out. They had to get the cars out. It was a truck that was stuck in it. It was fucking bad. Mm-hmm. And the water was up high, dude. Like, the water and the mud was up so high. It was up to this lady's windows, and she was, like, screaming and shit. Dang. Yeah, it ain't worth it, man. If, if, make sure you check your road conditions, too, before you leave. Mm-hmm. Like get on your phone, check the road conditions, or you could call Caltrans. Mm-hmm. That'll that'll definitely help. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's 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 weird because we're you know when we live in the Central Valley, um, we kind of immune to a lot of the weather conditions. Like it's either hot here or it may it may rain a little bit, um, you know, in the winter and fall and stuff like that. But for the most part, we don't really get extreme weather conditions so you know a lot of times we don't but i think that is important to make sure especially when you're traveling like you're trying to go to la or you're trying to go up north it's important to know know what the weather is when you hit them road or even going to las vegas so right now i'm looking for the caltrans road conditions number just to help out our listeners that are in california mm-hmm. uh let's see right here it should be right here at the top so you can call one 800 one eight hundred four two seven um seven six two three. That's one eight hundred four two seven seven six two three. And all of these road conditions are up to date. Um you just put in the location through the automated system and it will tell you if there's, you know, rain, if there if it's if it's a mudslide, if they shut down the road, so you'll save your time going anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Be safe, man, because these these mudslides ain't just mud. Sometimes these mudslides got thick pieces of rock. And if you're driving behind another car or a truck is in front of you, it can kick up a rock and go straight through your fucking window. Mm-hmm. So I'm just telling you, okay? All right? Yeah. Be careful. Be safe, buddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, here goes that fucking thing. Oh, that was a 241 earthquake detected. Drop cover, hold on. 
protect yourself. Yeah, I seen that. We didn't feel it though, so I don't know. Nah, I remember the last time we had a legit earthquake, I was on the toilet and I thought I was just my bowels. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. <laughs> And I was like, man, my stomach is fucked up. And then what did I, I eat? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> and then I, I then when I got up, I was like, what's going on? I felt like a little discombobulated. I was like, what yeah. the fuck is going on? It felt like you couldn't stand straight, like you were leaning. Yeah, I remember I remember it was like I I had just woke up from a nap and then I just seen that and I'm in an apartment on the second floor. So the house is just shaking. I'm like, yeah, this is the end. Like, you know, it's over. But. Yeah, like, man, Jesus is dropping a, a fucking mixtape right now. <laughs> He's dropping the hottest mixtape of 2023. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Like, I'm back. <laughs> all, the, all the hurricanes and earthquakes and everything hit yeah. at once. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, I have a feature from E-40. Ooh, hurricane. <laughs> Slurricane, man. Ooh, a hurricane, slurricane, <laughs> trying to get the hurricane. Hillary Clinton coming through with the brand new. I try to do what I do, but I be tripping. I'm right around this motherfucker, and I be dipping. He full fizzle, slibbity, slobbity, bibbity, bobbity. <laughs> E-40 is so crazy, bro. Yeah, man. Shout out to E-40. Yeah. He created his own language, man. That guy, that guy literally... Like he says things that I don't know what he means exactly, but I know exactly what the fuck he means. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm out here doing what I do. You sniff snass. Like, yeah, I, I, I sniff snass. I, yeah, I sniff snass. I definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since I was a fellowship, I knew what was going on in my life. You yeah, know what they E40 code. He's the first. I remember in uh, what was it Three Strikes? He said something like, "What's up, my weebalizations?" <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, you know what he you know what he mean. <laughs> yeah, he came out with a book with his own language in it. Really? Yeah. That was dope. E forty book came out probably over ten years ago. That's cool. With yeah. the definitions, like, yeah. a, like a dictionary. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, I think him Yeah, I think he probably has his own language. I, I think that I think people need to do more like take advantage of those like branding opportunities. Um the other day I was in Walmart. You know the um the show Yellowstone, they have their own chili inside of inside of Walmart. So uh-huh. I'm like, dang, that's like that's an easy way to like just sell because people are gonna be like, Oh, I wonder if this is good. I like I like the show, you know. So I haven't seen like, Yellowstone. I heard that girl is on there, uh the, the white girl, um, the singer that's stacked. What's who's uh that? Lainey Wilson. Oh yeah. Uh I, I th- I mean, I don't know who she is, but if you're talking about she's who con- I think you're talking She's the country singer. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, but she, she's, a, she's a sweetheart. She was on um, Theo Vaughn's podcast. Oh, okay. She yeah. got one of them, like, Southern Belle, like, uh, accents. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll well, I be got down it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how she talked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lainey Wilson, to throw you off. Like, she, she, like, got that Southern Belle, but she, like, thick like a black woman. She got a Southern Belle. She got, she a Southern Belle with a Southern, almost look like a BBL. I almost. Yeah. You'd be like, dang, you think like, no, nah, I got a little bit back there. <laughs> <laughs> That's thick like mama's biscuits. I got, I got a little bit going on there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I guarantee you. You know what? I just need the, the women to chime in. I guarantee you, regardless of what ethnicity you are, if you are a thicker woman, a bunch of black guys have hit on you. Oh yeah, that's I can guarantee whether you're Mexican, white, Asian, whatever. If you're thick, black guys have hit on you many, many times. Yeah, many, many, many times. Black, like 
niggas just just like thick women, man. I, I think that black men have predated everybody when it comes to thick women. We yeah. like thick women from day one. Since we was in Africa. But yeah, back yeah, then. For sure. Yeah, when everybody's walking around naked. Mm-hmm. Titties hanging. We was yep. just looking at cheeks. We was looking at ass like... Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that means she thick and uh and, and nick knock. <laughs> if they're real thick, then they can be like <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be an African person mad as a motherfucker. <laughs> I was a big fan of your podcast, but you be very racist to Nigerian for some reason. <laughs> you sound like Nigerian and African mix, like half Nigerian, half African. Yeah, well, that was my goal, man. I, <laughs> I, don't, I got the wrong dialect. <laughs> I'm not from neither place. That's the best African I got. <laughs> Nigga, I'm from Bakersfield. What do you want from me? <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Straight out of Nigeria, the crazy African name. What I cool? I like your podcast until you talk like me. My family... <laughs> My family does not appreciate your banter. They dis you dishonor me. <laughs> that was actually more Asian, actually. That's not like some Asian would say. We did not come here in order to you for you to make fun of us. If if what you want is the materials from Wakanda, all you have to do is say something. We are the real niggas. You are a fake nigga. You are an American nigga. <laughs> uh, uh, if you want vibranium, just say that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. Girl, you look good once you back that. <laughs> Angela Bassett should have won the Oscar. Oh man, you can't, you got to follow that up, man. <laughs> That's all I got. Oh man, that's when you got to move on, man. Yeah, you know you can't keep beating a dead joke over the head, man. Yeah, dead African joke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to follow it up with some fire, like why is it fire? Let me see, my boy. Simba. Yeah, Shout out to Simba, yo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Switching gears. Kid Rock. My name is Kid. <laughs> Super hypocrite Kid Rock. All right, I used to like Kid Rock, but now I don't. He's a racist nigga. Yeah, he's drinking a Bud Light. <laughs> Apparently that beer is gay now. So, I, you know. It's trans He's changed beer. his name to Kid Cock. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Kid Rock enjoys a Bud Light. Wait, what? Uh, seemingly can't turn down the light. Refreshing taste of Bud Light, no matter who is on the can. Uh, sipping on a cold one only months after he obliterated cases of beer with an AR-15 rifle. Uh, that's right. The same guy who exclaimed, fuck Bud Light and fuck Anheuser-Busch a few months ago was at Skydeck in Nashville Thursday taking a, a Colt Ford show. Uh, the former rocker seemed pretty relaxed as he clutched the blue can, taking sips while chatting and laughing with some friends. Unclear if there were other beer options available, but Kid Rock's choice seems pretty shocking considering how hard he went in on the brand earlier this year. 
Um, as we reported, Kid Rock posted a video shooting and destroying several cases of beer on his property in April. The angry post came in response to trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney teaming up uh, with the company for a social media campaign where her face was placed on the cans of beer. We should note Dylan's cans weren't for sale to the public. They were only issued to her. Uh, though it's <laughs> unlikely, yeah. uh, maybe Kid Rock had to change of heart, or maybe he just realized there's much bigger things to worry about. <clears throat> All right, what I'll say about Kid Rock is this. Whenever, here's my thing, when it comes to trans people, I don't push back on anything they want to do except for certain stuff. When they make statements like, trans women are just as valuable to this earth than birthright cis women, I'm like, nah, you got to stop that talk. <laughs> you got to stop that. Like, women go through too much for, for you to say that. I just can't agree with that. But I'm not going to be transphobic and shoot a bunch of beer cans because the trans person was on them. Mm-hmm. My stance, I don't even have a stance when it comes to trans people. They should just go ahead and do what you want. But whatever you do, don't make certain statements about women in a way to upside them. Because I cannot agree with that. I cannot. I have women that I care about. I have women in my family. I have a sister. I have aunts. Okay, so no. Women are pro. We, it would not be. Women procreate or women birth all of us. Mm-hmm. Women go through a lot. Women can die from giving birth. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people realize that, but each time a woman gives birth, especially black women, yes, but each time a woman gives birth, they can literally die. There's a chance she can fucking die. Mm-hmm. Unless a trans woman has the ability to do that, I'm sorry. I just cannot subscribe to all those things. And I don't think that makes me transphobic. I think what makes you transphobic is shooting beer cans <laughs> Un- like, unnecessarily yeah. and then turning around and drinking the beer later on. You, you never had a tough stance. Let's just be clear. You just hate trans people, bro. Yeah, that's all it is. That's all it is. You just hate trans people. You didn't make a statement against Bud Light. You just use Bud Light. You just leverage Bud Light against trans people. You use it as a middle ground because you was you was too much of a coward to just say what you what you really meant. Yeah. So you just shot Bud Light cans. Yeah, he's more alcoholic than transphobic. That's what it sounded like to right. me. Right. Yeah. He was so drunk he didn't realize he drank a gay beer, bro. <laughs> Yeah. After he drank it, he was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what that's just completely hypocritical. Yeah. That is just not a good look, man. One, you know, it's not not okay to be transphobic at all. No. And then to just double back and be drinking a beer a couple months later. Yeah, it's, it's like come ignorant. on. Dude. Yeah. I I you know, if you I feel like the people you could pick whatever side you want to. Right. You know, people have something to say about it. I just like people with strong opinions or strong stances. You right. know what I mean? I don't right. like people that are like real wishy washy. Yeah, he's very wishy washy. Yeah. You, you turn right around, you turn right around and was drinking a beer. And you thought nobody was gonna be watching you, Kid Rock. That's where you fucked up. Mm-hmm. Whenever you are Kid Rock or somebody or you're LeBron James or you're anybody, that somebody is watching you. Mm-hmm. Somebody knows you're there. And from the from the footage, excuse me, guys. From the footage, it looks like he was up high, and and it was at a distance. He was talking to somebody. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was his girlfriend or his wife. I don't know who it was, but he was sitting right there next to her. But I'm going to tell you something. The woman that was right next to him while he was drinking beer, guess what she was thinking? What? You full of shit. Yeah. Women will never tell you how they feel about you. They just watch your motherfucking ass. (laughs) <laughs> if you shooting beer cans with an AR-15 and then a couple months later you drinking beer, that woman is sitting right there like, you just a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. They just watching you like, oh, okay. <laughs> so you think that you you have such a l- lack of self-awareness that you don't think 
that the people around you are even paying attention. Mm-hmm. Now you wanted all that attention when you were shooting the motherfucking beer cans. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden you think the attention went away. Like how long have you been in entertainment, bro? Mm-hmm. You've been in entertainment since at least ninety nine. Yeah. How the fuck do you not know this? You've been around for a while. Before that, he was like a rapper, rapper at first. Mm-hmm. You know, and then once he got big enough, uh, you know, rapping, he switched, over, he switched right? over to like this rock lane. Yeah. And then he became a super conservative. Now let me be clear: ain't nothing wrong with being conservative, but it's something wrong with having. How do I say this? When you belong to like like a far right ideology, that shit is whack. Same yeah. as on the far left. Uh-huh. The far left shit, like, you know, trans women are just as valuable as, as, as cis women. I'm not with that. The same as, like, with Kid Rock's dance with the far right shit where you shooting beer cans. I'm not with that. Yeah. I feel like there's people just like me and Keith that exist. Like, they, you exist in a reality that does not distort, um, you know, your decisions or what you, what you subscribe to. Mm-hmm. It's hard to subscribe to anything nowadays. Yeah. Because you realize how full of shit people are. So much change, man. Yeah. You got Every look at all, something new. Look at all the people that was supporting Lizzo, like, oh, she a big girl. I'm always gonna support her. Turn around and she fat shaming people while being fat. I wonder if um I wonder if there's always been this element to like uh liberals. Like I'm sure there has, because when you think about like um even with civil rights and stuff like that, I'm sure there was people like adopting I'm sure there was like a, a person like what we dealing with now is like the you know uh the the trans um conversations and you know the whole LGBTQIA plus like all those conversations mm-hmm. and, and and kids and, and all these things. That's kind of what we're dealing with now. But I wonder if back in the day this will be the equivalent of like, you know, white dude having a black dude over his house for dinner or something like mm. that. And they'd be like, Oh yeah, you have black people over your house? He's like, Yeah, man, I love you know um, Deontay is really cool, man. That's one of my best friends. I'm like, nah, I don't know about that. I'm pushing. So I, I'm just wondering, like, um, is this like a new thing where we're having all this, like, this, like, these new conversations about mm. progress, or is it just like, or does it just kind of evolve into whatever? Is so, current? like, a lot of the very far left, far left, lib- like, liberal conversations is like the black guy visiting for the first time. Yeah, like, maybe back in the day that that, that would be the equivalent of these conversations now. Like, we're just trying to be so progressive that it's, like, not really genuine. Mm. There's a difference. There's a difference. Like, especially, like, if there are people on the left that's racist as fuck, but it's just in a different way. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, you know, I support Black Lives Matter and I support this and that and I da 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 and they don't really be like allies they just be using black people for cool points yeah there be a lot of white people with the whole BLM and they uh, and they bio and stuff like that I'm like y'all don't really support black people nah yeah. and then they'll say some shit and really make you think like I've been around some people who's like I guess right leaning or conservative and like politics never came up Mm-hmm. And it's, and then I've been around a liberal person like, yeah, man, you know, it, it's crazy what they're doing to you guys out there. It's, I just want to let you know I support you, you know. And I'm yeah. just like, man, nigga, we shouldn't be talking about this. <laughs> and the, the the crazy part is like I remember um, it was right around like Donald Trump. Donald Trump just brought everybody to the forefront. Right. It, just, it made everybody show their they true colors. So I could remember like some of my whole old high school teammates, some of my old high school classmates and stuff, they own uh, – social media especially like 
around Trump and then even before that, like Trayvon Martin and stuff, like the police brutality. Oh, it was getting wild. That, that era. Yeah, it was a lot of people. And even white people was going at each other. Like, some yeah. white people like, no, nah, that's not okay. And then some other people like, well, statistically, this happens. And it's just didn't like. You, didn't you have a classmate that would call somebody a nigger or something like that? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't have that. You did. You screenshotted him. Somebody called him a. No, you had somebody on your Facebook that was saying something about the N-word and then you screenshotted him. I don't remember. Yeah, I remember. Is it years ago? It's years ago. Uh-huh. They used the N-word, but you like screenshot it and just showed it to the people that you went to talk Oh, I, I vaguely remember that. I think mm-hmm. they were, I think it was kind of around, you know, this political conversation. Yeah, but yeah like, damn. It, that stuff be happening, man. It's like, I just don't understand how you can allow politics to make you, um, regardless of what sides you lean on. Yeah. How could you allow politics or an ideology to like be the be the engine or the vehicle that runs your life. Mm-hmm. Like regardless if you're conservative or liberal, like this is the same government that wants you to work until you like fucking 70 years old. Yeah. Like why true. why would you even care? These motherfuckers all of them. They all want you to work until you fucking Biden's age. And then after you retire your ass going to be dead in the next couple of years. Is that is that like the leadership that you want? Personally, I think everybody should be retired in America by the age of 45. I don't think you should be working past the age of 45 years old, bro. Yeah, that's a good life right there. Yeah, because <clears throat> you, you at 45, you're still young enough and youthful enough to where you can have some retirement. You can go travel and things like and still have some youth. But they want you to retire when your ass is grandpa and they want you to work. Like, I just don't understand that. That's why as young people, we need to we need to like navigate our lives a lot better because this government does not give a fuck about any of us. Mm-hmm. None of us. Yeah, I think for me, uh, the biggest takeaway that I have when it comes to some of these conversations, some people, they're immune to it, right? I think Kid Rock, this is just podcast conversation, but we are not affecting his life in any capacity. Fuck no. He He's a conservative fuck. man. He done made money with music and he just, you know, somewhere on a ranch chilling or something. Shooting, um, shooting beers. And then some certain athletes, like not athletes, like I think. Like if you're maybe like a UFC fighter or if you're a boxer or, you know, somebody that's not necessarily connected to an organization. Like NBA, you can't really say what you want to. NFL, NFL, you can you got a little more leeway than the NBA. I think the NFL is like a little bit more of the good old boys than the NBA is just Mm -hmm. because NBA players have a little bit more power because you can see their face and some of them make so much money. Um, But I think that. You know, if you're in a space and you think that you your your bottom line can be affected by your opinion, I think you should just like keep it to yourself, man. Or yeah. you don't have to, and you don't necessarily have to keep it to yourself, but just keep it to your circle. Like yeah. you don't have to go on social media and you know say your opinion about certain things. Because the way I think about it, like for me, you know, being an aspiring you know director and stuff like that, I keep a lot of opinions off air because I don't want yeah. like I I. I would be like, I would feel like an idiot if, you know, I'm in a, uh, a meeting. Up. Yeah, I'm in a meeting with uh, uh, Bob Iger or something like that. And we talking about me directing some franchise from Marvel or whatever. And then all of a sudden he like, oh, this this is an interesting, you know, take that you had. So for the most part, I just keep my opinion to myself because it is not it is not worth it. Your opinion or expressing how you feel about this group of people or that group of people is not worth, you know, potentially losing out on, you know, some big deals. True. Mm-hmm. Kid Rock seemed like a drunk. Like, Kid Rock seemed like such an alcoholic that he would shoot the beers and then finish drinking them. <laughs> 
It's still some beer inside. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh. Sweet Bud Light. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh. making all the fucking sound effects now. Beer's dripping everywhere. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That's insane, man. Get it together, Kid Rock. Yeah, man. I, I just and not just Kid Rock, but th- this these same talking points apply to everybody on the left mm-hmm. as well. Because the the sad part about it is, is people just people just like it's weird how they could pick a side, and then even if something on that side is wrong, they don't even like they don't even acknowledge it. Uh-huh. To me, that's brainwashing. Mm-hmm. Like that's you're brainwashed at that point. You can't think for yourself. Yeah. That's a problem, man. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think at one time I was kind of like that for sure. Like you wouldn't say anything? No, like I just didn't notice as many problems on the left. Oh, I would just see things on the right and it would just be so magnified. Mm-hmm. And then as you as you go on, you realize how much the left is playing the same motherfucking game. Yeah. You know, if not worse. You know, yeah. And then you just like, man, fuck both of y'all. Yeah, nobody's right. It's just an opinion. Do you see that interview with um, what's that black dude that was on uh, Breakfast Club, Larry Elder? No, I didn't watch it. Man, this nigga Larry Elder got he got every statistic on what black people not doing. <laughs> what shows that uh, the statistics show that uh, black people are this unemployed at this much, and it shows that this but this amount of crime and uh, the disproportionate amount of crime. It's like, dog, like the amount, like this guy is so. Fucking brainwashed. Yeah, it's this. It's pathetic. Yeah, there's certain ideology. There's certain statements that Larry. I don't completely disagree with Larry Elder, mm-hmm. but it's just like, come on, my brother. Like, mm-hmm. if you all these things you got to say about black people, dog. We act like just black people cause their own problems and all that. It's like, bro, it's a lot more nuanced than that. Mm-hmm. I think it's irresponsible, especially as a person of color, to get out there and just have every statistic of what you think black people are not doing and not showing what what was the the preface to that. Yeah. You know, what what caused that? Mm-hmm. And was it by design? And then he what he'll say is he was like, We could use that as an excuse that we can overcome, you know, and uh and it's like Yeah. Like I think- <clears throat> the these same now I will say this, right? And this is not to chastise white people, but I will say that the barricades that happened towards black people never happened to white people. They had no barricades against education, housing, none of it. So if you're a person that's white, I'm just, I'm just being 100. When it comes to these issues, just educate yourself. Don't just stand there and say, well, they should do this or that. No. Educate yourself on the issue before you start talking because none of these issues happen to the white community. Mm-hmm. Redlining, all of it. None of that shit happened. So you got to be careful when you speak about these things mm-hmm. because it becomes a very, a, a very non-objective conversation. It's better to educate yourself on that and say, hey, you know what? This is why I don't have any black neighbors. This is why I only got two black neighbors in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Right? So the rationale, I wonder what the rationale is. Is the rationale like, yeah, black people are just too stupid. They're just too stupid and they're criminals and this is why they can't overcome. Mm-hmm. If you believe that, God bless you, brother. <laughs> yeah. God, God bless you. Yeah, I think that um, the only issue I have with Larry Elder is that um, the the people like him or like people like Ken and so on, they're not like solution based people. No, they're just people that have uh, they're just uh, pushing a narrative about the black community about about the black community. 
and statistics are statistics, you know. Um, and I think statistics don't mean much without context. And right. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't um, want to get into like the reason behind whatever. No. But I just think that um, I think that if you have an opinion about something, that you should try to do something to to change it instead of like just going on uh, the radio and in spreading this information. You you have to be better than that, and the reason why is because you need to understand what your demographic is. You need to do the analytics. Like even we look at the analytics for this podcast, we know how many men, men, women are listening to this podcast, and we understand that if we say certain things, we don't we don't like make ourselves this super like the place you come for facts all the time. That's not what we're based in. We're based on you know playful conversations, also mixed in with information. But when we do speak on these things, we, we, it's coming from experience. And we also tell you to reference it yourself. But what you could be doing and not realizing is if you're saying all these things about black people, you could be galvanizing racists that subscribe to your shit. Mm-hmm. So you're like, black people, they're just you know, doing this and they're committing the crimes and they're doing this and blah, 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 blah. without any context. All you're doing is affirming everything they already believe. They will keep coming to you as Larry Elder because they already believe that black people ain't shit. So when you get your black ass out there and you like, oh, the black people and then the statistics, now they're like, see, he's a good one. He's a good yeah. black. Yeah, he's a good black, and he's saying the things that we feel. Yeah, same That's with Candace dangerous. Owens. That's irresponsible. What the fuck she's doing? That's yeah. very irresponsible. Yeah. Now I haven't come. I don't. My thing is this: I don't ever completely disagree with a person because Candace Owens has said some very factual things, but she's also been extremely full of shit. Mm-hmm. And it's perpetuating a problem that needs to fucking stop. Mm-hmm. If I had a platform and all I did was demonize white people, that's fucked up. Yeah. What am I helping by just demonizing white people? I'm not helping shit. But they get on that platform and they got some new stat. They and it's it's propaganda too, because they, they show motherfuckers stealing and they'll show a black person running out of the store. Oh my God, crime is getting out of control. And it's yeah. like you seen one a black person running out of a store stealing shit. And now you got to realize what kind of thoughts those provoke. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's no different than cartoons in you know the early night in like nineteen twenty. You know those cartoons like when we was fighting against Japan mm-hmm. and they was drawing them cartoons up in the, in the newspaper mm-hmm. and it'd be like people with slanted eyes and mm-hmm. you know putting them out as this image that they were just bad people. Yeah, it's no different than when you have conversations that are reductive of someone else. Yeah. It's the same shit. It's just not in cartoon format. Yeah. Yeah. It's propaganda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. You good, girl? Yeah, sat on my cord for a second. Mm. Got so pumped up, man. <laughs> Forgot I was sick, cuz. <laughs> on Neighborhood Crip, I thought I was, you know. <laughs> okay. All right, I think we can move on from this. You know, God bless Kid Rock. That guy's crazy, man. Yeah. You know, if you got a problem drinking, make sure you contact the alcoholic of uh, the ADD people. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz I'm sure That's... he I'm sure he drunk those beers after he shot them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like <laughs> <laughs> My he name pro- is Kid. He probably was actually mad that he shot those. Like, man, what am I doing? I wasted a good but like Yeah. No, he shot the he shot he shot him with the AR15 mm-hmm. and he was mad because the beers was hot now. Yeah, <laughs> man, why are these beers hot, man? Fuck. <laughs> I remember funny. him in that movie Joe Dirt. Oh yeah, get out of here, Joe Dirt. Nobody wants you around, man. <laughs> Nobody wants you around, Joe Dirt. 
That was a funny movie. <laughs> cry, little boy, cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kid Rock did a good job in that movie, though. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, switching gears. Uh, NFL former, a former NFL star, Michael Lore, uh, inspiration for the Blind Side, claims Tui family never adopted him. Let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. Former NFL star Michael Orr, um, inspiration for the blind side, claims Tui family never adopted him. Michael Orr, the uh, former NFL offensive lineman and inspiration for the 2009 box office success, the blind side told a Tennessee judge that contrary to the film version of his life, he was never adopted by the Tui family and alleged that the family earned millions from the story. Or 37 has petitioned a Shelby County judge to revoke the, the conservatorship from the Tuies, arguing that he what he's old enough to handle his own business affairs. The Tuies have falsely and publicly represented themselves as the adoptive parents of Michael. Uh, the petition claims. Um, in the Blind Side, Leanne Tui, Leanne Tui, uh, was portrayed as Sandra Bullock, while Sean Tui was played by Tim McGraw. Uh, since the since at least August of 2004, conservators have allowed Michael specifically and the public generally to believe that conservators adopted Michael and have used that untruth to gain financial advantage for themselves and the foundations which they own or which they exercise control. The petition alleges Sean Tui said Tuesday that he learned about Orr's allegations when his friends sent him an article about it. The conservatorship. In question, Tui said, had nothing to do with the movie, but was meant to help Orr as he got recruited to play college football. That's a fucking lie. I could tell. He didn't need a goddamn movie to get recruited. Come on, man. Hmm. You think somebody's going to believe that bullshit? Uh, they said the only way Michael could get go to Ole Miss was if they actually uh, was actually part of the family, which is a goddamn lie. He was good enough to go there already. Uh, Tui said, adding that because Orr was 18 at the time, the conservatorship was a way to make that happened legally since he was too old to be legally adopted. Um, we con- we contacted we contacted lawyers who told us that we couldn't adopt over the age of eighteen. The only thing we could do was have a conservatorship. We were so concerned it was a was on the up and up that we made sure the biological mother came to court. Look here, dog. All y'all was doing was just taking advantage of somebody. Mm-hmm. He was going to go there anyways. He was already talented, and I think what. What sucks, what sucks about this situation is it was very predatory. And in the movie, it completely misrepresents um, Michael Orr. It made him look like he couldn't even play the game of football. And he needed Sandra Bullock's character, which was Leanne Tui, to fucking tell him how to hit. Which yeah. is like, I mean, some of these. No, po- not even tell him how to hit, how to explain the game of football. To yeah. Him. Yeah. It just, it just made him look mm-hmm. like a big ogre. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, yeah. that, that's that's the problem I like, had with it. All dopey. Yeah, and I, I didn't like that at all. Mm-hmm. I think, and believe it or not, people may not people might think this is OD what I'm about to say, but that movie was probably the closest thing to a fucking minstrel show that I've seen. And the reason why is because it may seem harmless, like this isn't racist or anything. This this lady Leanne Tui has a history of doing this shit. She found two young men at a at, at a store, and w- and one of her friends had mentioned, "What are they doing here?" Like, why are they here? They don't, they're not buying anything or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she went up to the boys and took a picture with them and then uh, stated that they didn't have enough for bus fare and that she helped them and all of that. And then the fucking, the boys saying it was like, that's not what happened. That's not true. And one of the boys' mothers 
was like, what the fuck? Like, nah, don't be taking pictures of them and putting this on here. This is a lie. Mm -hmm. So she has a history of doing this. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm telling you, right? People only paint conservatives as racist, right? This was that weird far left racism that we talk about. Mm-hmm. The people that look at black people as like this fucking, oh my God, they're so sad and pathetic. Let me help them type mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, we don't, we, this is not a fucking pity party. Mm-hmm. Nobody needs you to help them like that. Yeah. If it's not genuine, I think anybody can help anybody regardless of what race they are. Mm-hmm. But when it's like this, this is like the definition of the white savior thing that we were talking about. Yeah, this is classic white savior, you know, and it's it's ironic because um, we we were in a group chat and we were chopping it up, and then I had mentioned that, and uh, I sent the the Wikipedia page for the thing, the white savior, and I don't know when they added um, the blind side, but the blind side was one of the examples that they used as um, yep. you know example of the film or the the idea of you know the the white savior, and it's, it's exactly what it is like in the movie. You know, Sandra Bullock, she, uh, you know, the, the the son befriends the guy and then all of a sudden Sandra Bullock comes and saves him from poverty and gives him a place to live and adopts him and then gets him to college and to the NFL and winning the Super Bowl and all this other stuff. And, and she's looked at as the hero. And she's a, right. she's actually the main character in the movie, ironically. But yeah, yeah that's just that's says, just nature. Of the and piece. let me explain this before you think me and Keith just being racist. It says white savior. In film, the white savior is a cinematic trope in which a white character rescues people of color from their plight. The white savior is portrayed as, um, me- was it messianic? Messianic and often learns something about themselves in the process. It's like that movie, like Freedom Riders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like shit Freedom like that. Riders, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, man, you get tired. Even Bill Burr cracked a joke on it. Mm-hmm. Bill Burr was like, how about we make a movie where like it doesn't work out? Yeah. Like the white teacher goes to all black school and they like <laughs> run her out of the fucking school. Yeah. Like I'm so tired of these fucking movies. Even uh, a movie like The Help. Yeah. It's all there. I've seen those that list. It's like a big list of all these yeah, movies. Yeah. Let me see what else. I was just thinking about that off the top of my head. Um, yeah. It's a bunch of movies like that, but that's just that's just how it is. Even in some... <clears throat> I would say... I, I wasn't going to say like Black Panther, but they ha- they kind of like make fun of the idea of the great, I mean, the white savior. Like they have the white guy in there. They call him colonizer. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, it's it's a real thing. And I think that, um, I think that's why like I, you know, care so much about, you know, uh, creating content, creating films and stuff like that, because this is what happens when white people control the narrative, <clears throat> you know? I, when I when I really you know because me when I watched it initially I was like oh this is just how the movie was like it's you know like a super athletic um, black kid that didn't really know much about football and you know he learned the ropes and he was just like you know talented and strong and then he made it to the NFL he played at Ole Miss made it to the NFL I, I'm thinking that this is the story but come to find out. And I didn't do my research at the time, but come to find out years later that none of that was real. Man. And I think that if, you know, if a a filmmaker, like a responsible black filmmaker would have got a hold of that story, that obviously it's, you know, when it comes to uh, making biopics, like there's always going to be uh, some uh, yeah, it's gonna some, be some freedom, it, some creative liberties, as they would call it. Right. Yeah. So they're not going to tell the story exactly how it played out right. but the um the depiction though 
that's yeah. where it gets that's where it gets tricky. You know, so for a white man, you know, who who directed and and wrote the the movie, um, it they don't have that responsibility, right? So if yeah. somebody, I'm sure if somebody like Ryan Coogler, who you know directed Fruitvale Station, I'm sure he was very particular with the way that he uh, depicted Oscar Grant, right? Because one, he's from that area, and two, he's a black man, so he does he he doesn't want to you know paint the black man to look like you know any any kind of way, and I think that you know if I were to have had this um directed this movie wrote this movie i would have definitely not depicted a black man as being like so he's just so dumb he's mm-hmm. kind of walking around so dopey so how i do it yeah how <laughs> we do it? yeah and oh, then you come to come to find out like he's he was all american before yeah before they even came around yeah i'm just like what? they just tricked him into a fucking conservatorship and then they leveraged that to make money oh and they also cut him out of it that's the most they 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 put it was four of them involved: the the father, his wife, and his two Son kids. And the daughter. Yeah, and he and he kicked uh, a freaking uh, Michael Orr out of the. Con- well, he wasn't involved in the financial making part. The, yeah, making of the, the conservatorship reaping the benefits of the, uh, which is fucked up. It's be- it's what it is. It's, they're it's, talking about the movie though, reaping the benefits of the uh, the finances from. from that's the what I know. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, but you said the conserv the conservatorship is not the movie. No, I know that. That's what I'm saying. Mm. They tricked him into it, but that they were able to they were able to leverage. Yeah. Like they were able to leverage benefits from that. Yeah. So it's not about the that's not on the movie. No, I, what I'm saying, that's what you said though. You said you said they kicked him out of the conservatorship. Well, basically they they didn't kick him out of the conservatorship. Yeah. But they kicked him out of the benefits. Yeah. So all of them reaped the benefits, he was kicked out of it, and all of the financial benefits, he got none of them. He got his NFL contract and he had an agent and shit, so they didn't cut into that. But mm-hmm. they cut into all that and they made a lot of fucking money. And they keep on like revamping this thing, so they keep making money hand over fist over and over. Mm-hmm. And by them intentionally cutting him out, that's like omitting something. Mm-hmm. Like you basically are saying, we want to keep this behind closed doors. But honestly, in his, in his defense, well, not in his defense, but just honestly, if they use your likeness in a film, you should be paid something. And for somebody to not give you a dime of that is beyond selfish. It's real sinister. Yeah, I think. I be, yeah, it's tricky. You know, just the legality of a lot of that stuff. You know, but I think in in terms of just being a decent human being, like you know, he should definitely have some stake in the movie, like a percentage of the movie. That doesn't make sense for him, at least being a producer of the movie or something there, like that. And there was a lot of weird shit going on. So yeah, what I was trying to say is the conservatorship allowed them to leverage things. Especially at Ole Miss, all of a sudden his high school coach became a coach at Ole Miss, which yeah. is also weird. Mm-hmm. So like, how the fuck did this guy get over there? Mm-hmm. So yeah, they just found that you know the, the the big talented football player painted him as a big dummy. Yeah, in the movie, and people are going after Sandra Bullock. It's not her fault. She was just playing a role. But, not really. I, I'm I'm not gonna let her off the hook. Well, I will say that like there was like he was even saying like. Um, that he would go into the locker rooms and people would be like looking at him as like the dumb football player, like you know people thinking that he can't read or learn the playbook just because of the way that right. they depicted him in the movie. It's like, nah, that ain't really the case. He said he was in plays and stuff as a kid, like he mm-hmm. was he was just a regular kid that just had a a you know a rough, a terrible but, yeah. upbringing. Yeah, and I think with Sandra Bullock, I will say, um, her, I don't know how much she knew of all this stuff. But 
I'm sure she was very involved in like the the creation of this movie. When you attach like a star of a movie like that, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're a lot of times like sitting down with the mom and having mm-hmm. these these conversations and I'm sure there was conversations she had with the guy and she, I'm sure she could she could pick up on certain things. I, I don't but, agree. What do you mean? I don't agree. Everyone's not as vigilant and hyper vigilant as to to catch everything. Sometimes somebody can sell you something so good that they'll have you believe in it. But I, I'm saying I had an uncle, he passed away, but he was selling tickets to events that didn't exist and people was buying them. Yeah, that that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when you're having a conversation with Michael Orr, you could tell he's not a dummy. You know what I mean? Like I'm just saying inside of those conversations, I'm understand like if you're talking to the mom and she's selling you a dream, like it mm-hmm. sounds all good and stuff like that. But I would imagine like one conversation with Michael Orr, I don't think he's just sitting up there like he's just this dumb, like, you know, glassy eyed, you know, six foot five athlete. Like he he seems to have like some wits about it. So, yeah, Michael Orr is one person. You got three members, four members of the family mm-hmm. that are feeding them this story. So when you got three to four people that are involved in telling this story and you just got Michael Orr right there, I, I don't even know how much he was involved in the film. So for the writers and the people in the film, like how can they delineate between how smart or how dumb this person is? Well, and the writer is like, interviewing him. It's his story. Yeah. They, they, they had conversations. That's why you said when the, he was like, I didn't understand when the movie came out that that why they would depict me in that way. Well, maybe they chose a side, Keith. Maybe she sold them a story good enough that they bought it and used it. That's, what I, that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And some people could sell you bullshit and they and they stamp it so good that it's bullshit, but you just run with it. Mm-hmm. I know some people that lie like a motherfucker, and people believe them. Yeah, you know. So that's that's all I'm saying in regards to that. <clears throat> yeah, I think this this thing is definitely going to continue to develop. We caught it here. We've allowed a couple days or a week or so to allow this to go, but mm-hmm. but yeah, it's been some weird stories. I didn't really get want to get into the other sports stories, but it was a big one. What you talking? You hear about? the other one, Wander Franco? Uh. Uh-uh. Wanda Franco plays for the the uh, the freaking the Rays, the Tampa Bay Rays, and this motherfucker was in a relationship with a fourteen year old. Dang, he's, he's twenty four years old. There's pictures of him kissing her and shit. Like an ongoing relationship. Yeah, they got rid of him already. How? Uh, and, and, a, it, and a second girl came forward. What? What? Uh, is he from America? Nah, Dominican Republic. He's Dominican. Dang, and they showed crazy. a girl. She looks really young, mm-hmm. and he's like kissing her and shit. And it's like what? And the dude is married too. Oh, dang, he tripping. I guess uh, like his wife had posted like some picture in the last few days ago. With she, them together? She, no, not with them together. She posted a picture of herself when she was 10. Dang. So his wife might be done with him. I don't get it. His wife posted a picture of herself when she was 10. Like as almost, it could be a subliminal reaction to him fucking a 14-year-old. I don't know. but he, I don't understand. That. I don't know. But that was her. that's her profile picture. That's I'm getting all this information from sports outlets. Yeah, I get that, but I'm saying I don't I don't get why you would post a ten year old picture. Well, her, mm-hmm. I don't know either. But I, I mean, I'm not I'm not here to, you know, to 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 uh, manage her emotions. You know, <laughs> imagine being a wife to somebody like that, and she's 21 years old. She's a grown woman. Yeah, you know, and you find out that your husband, who's got a 223 million dollar contract, is fucking yeah. a 14 year old, and then another. 13, 14-year-old comes forward. Yeah. Because he didn't pay him the hush money. Oh, dang. Yeah, man. Well, yeah. Uh, well, more, well, 
I didn't really want to speak about this. Yeah, but, I mean, well, I don't know whether what is there to say about it, but well, that's well, a sick story. Though. Yeah, it is, and, and yeah, two hundred some million dollar contract. Yes, yeah, that's out of there. Oh my god! Yeah, we'll probably have more on that next week, or maybe not. I hope not. I think R. Kelly was involved. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> help from what? I need help to not have such a big heart. Hog tie. I don't know the hog tie. <laughs> That's going to go down as one of the funniest fucking interviews of all time. God dang. <clears throat> how, how much time did R. Kelly get? Uh, a lot of years. I don't know. It was a couple, uh, couple like overlapping sentences in different states and stuff like that. I mean, this nigga was wilding, though. He was, like, holding him captive low-key. Yeah. Oh God damn. My, God. my body's There was a, a, a video uh, of Kiki Palmer <clears throat> on The Breakfast Club, and uh, they had asked... Uh, I think she was talking about music and how, you know, R. Kelly is, like, a genius writer and all these different things, and uh, you know, it was around the time when like stuff was starting to bubble up again, and she was like, "Come on, man! I don't think he did all. He didn't do all that. The last really? girl he was with, she was like eighteen or something like that." Whoa! Yeah, and it just it didn't age that well. So you nah, know, that I don't ain't know. that ain't cool, especially as a woman. Yeah, especially you dealing with Trey songs and all that other stuff. You got to be careful with what you're saying. Yeah, you you picking you picking and choosing what predators you believe. Yeah, and you seen that she uh she did that music video with Usher. I seen that. Yeah, that's her, wild. Her man dipped on her too. He left. Yeah, they broke up. Dang, that's crazy. But they I, always tied together though. They got a kid. I think at the end of the day, I think two things are true. I think that men and women need to be sure that they are wanting to be with each other. In addition to that, there needs to be a high level of respect going both ways. When you, when you, okay, this is the question I would have for women: When you wear a G string with your booty out and you make sure you turn it towards usher or whatever person how is that conducive to your relationship that's the question Mm -hmm. and as men how is it conducive to your relationship to go on twitter and say something reductive about your girl yeah both of those it's just extreme immaturity going both ways and then it just starts getting petty i get like i get the whole like taking advantage of the the conversation and the marketing and stuff like that but that's kind of that is like that's still your baby daddy you know what i mean like to to be like you know Doing the what was that? Those some unhoused people. Uh, <laughs> he said, "Hey!" <laughs> but to do that after you you break up, that's a little bit. That's a little much. That's a little heavy handed. Because you still got to, you know, when he pick up the kid, y'all still got to have a conversation. Yeah, man these these unhoused people be making all kind of noises, man. <laughs> and the, and like the the podcast, you be it be picking it up. Yeah, from the fifth different. floor. Yeah, yeah. One dude was something that's down there sounding like Pitbull. What do you say? He's like, Mentirosa, Mentirosa, Mentirosa. Just shout out shit. I'm like, oh, god damn. We got a homeless Puerto Rican downstairs. <laughs> Fuck is going on? <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, but yeah, man, man. I, I, yeah, I just think that, you know, from my perspective, you know, when it comes to our stories, I think it's, I'm glad that he said something because. You know, so many times you hear these conversations like behind the scenes, like, you know, like I've been in a couple of different spaces where like you'll hear stories about, you know, certain executives or, you know, certain comedians or actors or whatever. You just hear story like, you know, just people casually talking like me and Eddie. You just hear different stories, but they never make it to like a grand scale because people don't like 
most of the time they just sweep everything under the rug. But I'm glad he's he's saying something because it, it, it sheds a light on like a lot of the stuff that be going on, especially in the entertainment industry. Like, you know, people, um, you know, this this type of stuff happens a lot. You know, you hear stories and who knows if it's true or not. But a lot of, you know, uh, creators getting their uh, their ideas for TV shows taken and, you know, their life rights. And, you know, even with Rocky, you know, some some people say that um, Sylvester Stallone stole that story from from another man so it's just i think it's important to get these stories out there and i think it's important also for us to to really control our own narrative because disney is always going to disney it up right mm-hmm. you know we know that pocahontas the real pocahontas story Terrible is not story it's not like the the disney movie mm-hmm. um and much of these other stories and cinderella yeah. is not as like cookie cutter as that way let me finish right. uh, like it's not all cookie cutter like that so disney is always going to take you know the story and they're going to put a little bow on it and they're going they're going to make it real cute and make the story like real heroic and at the end there's going to be a message but i think you know it's important for us to like you know have these conversations and for there to be more you know black creators out there so that we you know so that nothing like this happens where you got a black man looking like a freaking like yeah like he don't even know two plus two and he out here just strong and stuff so i want you to block right young man yeah barbecue what (laughs) like come on man (laughs) you know what dude look like with the whole pocahontas john smith shit she was she was a minor she was like 12 or some shit Mm-hmm. And she didn't look anything like that. She was bald, and you know it was just and it was some terrible stories of what they did to native native people. Mm-hmm. You know, with the rape and the, you know and the fucking uh, the smallpox. Yeah, and it's just disgusting. Mm-hmm. And and what's crazy is Disney tied a bow on that shit. Yeah, that's which what is they do. it's wild. So mm-hmm. if they did that, then you gotta like they gotta fix this shit, man. They got to stop. This is what happens when history is written by the winners. It starts to bleed into things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't know any black savior movies. Like, what movie of a black person is coming down and saving white people? What what movie? Well, it's, it's not. Well, the closest one is what? The Green Mile? I was going to say that. The Green Mile. Yeah. Take my hand, boss. The black savior? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's the closest thing to a black savior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That nigga was sweating that whole movie. <laughs> like, God damn, there was no AC in that whole movie. <laughs> the lights be, if you've ever been, especially, especially back then, like um, them freaking, uh, the movie lights, bro, they get so hot. Hell yeah. Because they not, nowadays we got LED lights. Like LED lights still get hot. Oh yeah, that light gets hot, dude. But back in the day, them regular with the light bulb in there, them I think called like Fresnel lights and all that stuff. That stuff is stupid hot. That used It'll to burn have, your hand. You doing like the indirect light thing now? But when you had it pointed at us, god damn, that mug used to be hot. Huh? Woo. Yeah. It was a hot one. Yeah. Huh. Well, uh, I don't know if we got nothing else, man. Go yeah. Wrap this bad boy up, man. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you. I made it through the whole podcast without without ru- farting, without ruining it with my illness. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, man. So it looks like we made it to the end of this one. Make sure you head on over to the YouTube and show some support at a Trucker's Mind podcast. Yes, sir. Head to a Trucker's Trucker's Mind dot com um, mm-hmm. for merch. Mm-hmm. Same name for the Instagram. It's at uh, a underscore Trucker's Mind underscore podcast. Um, and head over to the Cash App for a friendly donation at ATM Pod. 
Uh, we appreciate you guys. If you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fangs. We are out of here. Peace.